Hello everyone, so I want to further explain the episodes I did about my agnostic theism, my agnostic deism, um, my agnostic Christianity, my Christian agnosticism, um, my being a secular Jesus follower, um, I'll start with those, and however my heart lands me, that's how the conversation is going to go. I, um, I have decided to merge my child self and my adult self because... My, my child self and my adult self don't need to be enemies because that's what the traumatizers try to make us. Um, the Christian child me and the secular adult me, they're the exact same person. So um, I'm a mixture of, sec- of non-religiosity and faith-based. In other words, I'm a mixture of what church people and mosque people and temple people, synagogue people and center people would call secular and sacred. I'm a mixture of the secular and the sacred. Um, And I feel like The easiest way to understand is Kid Me is a devout kingdom disciple of Jesus. While the adult me is a religious skeptic, a humanist, and a free thinker. So I had to recognize that My flesh and my spirit are true friends, not mortal arch nemesis. Because it's very easy to see the flesh and the spirit as these bloodthirsty enemies of each other. And I decided, well, I'll give you an example of how you can make the flesh and the spirit one. So... I can desire food. Inherently, none wrong with one food because for survival purposes, I got to have food. But my spirit can properly compartmentalize my desire for food. I don't have to be a food addict. I don't have to starve myself either. So I can eat what I need to eat, healthily speaking. I can have my fruits. I can have my vegetables. I can have my protein. I don't have to 
pick one or the other in the third thing. So notice, I have a desire for food and I honored that desire for food by eating healthily. And another way of honoring my desire for food is I eat junk and sweets in limited moderation. In moderation. When I say moderation, that means I'm limiting my food intake regarding those types of foods. So that's how you can make the flesh and the spirit friends and family. Um, Because I decided they need each other to work together. The spirit is your inner life. The flesh is your body, right? So the spirit is the logical side. And the flesh is the emotional side. So I've learned critical thinking and emotional intelligence combined. That's how you get wholeness. It means that I add appropriateness to my thoughts as well as my feelings. I add appropriateness to my words as well as my actions. So that's how you can make the flesh and spirit one. Easiest example I can come up with. I can help a homeless person cross the street, give them healthy food to eat, and offer them resources so they can have a much better situation economically. Notice... The kindness is there. I didn't... I don't have the savior complex. And I'm also not shaming myself for what I'm clearly unable to do. But... I had a desire... To be about somebody else. That's my flesh. Like... I just want to... Give to somebody. But my spirit said, this is how you can do it without costing them and without costing yourself. So I look at my child self, my adult self as the the Christian child me um who who was religious, who's religious and you know from a Christian perspective, being religious and um, being of Christian spirituality, that child is always needed because that Christian child me helps me to appreciate seeing the impossible, thinking the impossible, feeling the impossible, saying the impossible, doing the impossible, and being convicted about the about the impossible and the beauty of the impossible. So I don't have all the knowledge of life. So I do believe more than I know Um, because we don't know more than we do know. And here's why I'm right. Because there's a saying, the more you know, the more you don't know. So that helps me to recognize that my, um, the, um, Christian, uh, Christ believer 
that my child need is, it's okay for him to still be there. And it helps me to not demonize him and not dehumanize him. Because child me, who um, was all about the life of Jesus, he... All he had was his grandmother, his God, and his school. He didn't have anything else. So he did what he knew how to do. And that helped him to be a decent, loving, hospitable human being. So, getting to my adult self, why the religious skepticism being humanist and a free thinker? Because The evil and suffering is not easy to deal with. Next. There are countless gray areas in life. And then next after that is science and scholarship and conservative theology tend to clash with each other. And then next. the whole concept of of the differences between our modern time and the biblical era time. And then lastly, the concept of the afterlife when it comes to people of diverse religions and people who don't practice any religion. So that's where all the religious skepticism comes from. Um, And that's what um and that's why you now understand why at times I call myself 
a humanistic Buddhist, a secular Buddhist, um, a secular mystic, um, an agnostic Christ follower, um, That's why I feel what I feel regarding religion and uh, I've always um, and that's also why I called myself a secular pagan um and as well as unitarian uh universalist that's why i called myself a culture creative a person into transcendentalism religious science science of the mind um expanded consciousness expanded subconsciousness the greatest commandment theology um Golden Rule Theology, Silver Rule Theology, uh, Platinum Rule Theology. Zen Buddhism. New Thought, New Age. And um, I want to tell you, here's the number one reason how I overcame organized crime. Child me asked this question, why did Jesus have to die? And this is what, this is a conclusion that child me came to. The problem, we have all done things that are wrong and we have failed to obey God's laws. Because of this, we have been separated from God, our creator. Separation from God is death, but by ourselves, we could do nothing to become united with God. So that's how child me saw the problem of organized crime. This is how child me saw Jesus uh guiding criminals to evade crime and to when it comes to God and glorification of God use all their time. So child me said why Jesus could help the conclusion that child me came to is, Jesus was not only a man, he was God's unique son. Because Jesus never disobeyed God and never sinned, only he could bridge the gap between the sinless God and sinful people. 
And then Child Me wondered about the solution, and this is the solution that Child Me came up with. Jesus freely offered his life for us, dying on the cross in our place, taking all our wrongdoing upon himself, and saving us from the consequences of sin, including God's judgment and death. And then Child Me pondered about the results, and this is what, you, this is what Child Me came up with. Jesus took our past, present, and future sins upon himself so that we could have new life. Because all our wrongdoing is forgiven, we're reconciled to God. Furthermore, Jesus' resurrection from the dead is the proof that his substitutionary sacrifice on the cross was acceptable to God. And his resurrection has become the source of new life for those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. All who believe him may have this new life and live in union with him. So... That was the number one way I overcame uh, organized crime, ableism, racism, adult supremacy, child abuse, adult abuse, mental health challenges, a broken home, a dysfunctional family, unemployment, Underemployment, housing discrimination. And the orphan syndrome. So, child me went to the gospel of Jesus Christ to be that relieved of the compound immeasurable, beyond measure and beyond compare traumas. So, my skepticism is It comes from these theological inquiries I have. Why was I allowed to be a pimp at five years old? Why was I allowed to be a heroin dealer at five years old? 
Why was I allowed to be a crack cocaine dealer at five years old? Why was I allowed to be a marijuana dealer at five years old? Why was I allowed to be a cigars, cigarettes, and tobacco pipes dealer at five years old? Why was I a numbers runner at five years old? Why was I walking around with cash stacks and a gun at five years old? Why was I sold into sexual slavery and made to be a sex slave to adults? At five years old, why was I allowed to sell shopping mall, grocery store, and bootlegging items at five years old? Why was I allowed to be a part of drug crews and organized crime syndicates at five years old? Why was I in brothels and crack houses when I was five years old? Why was I dodging bullets and being shot at when I was five years old? Why was I around drugs, sex, rape culture, alcohol, food addiction, nicotine addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, at five years old. Why was I given street names at five years old? Why was I physically fighting male misogynists? in adult bodies when I was five years old. And then I say to myself, why was I allowed to live in my mother's apartment that was filled with All kinds of sex crimes and violent crimes and thievery when I was five years old. Why was I facing physical death? and spiritual death 
every day all the time when I was five years old. That's the number one reason why my religious skepticism My being a humanist, my being a free thinker as an adult, that's the number one reason. And then at times I just... Fearful at, you know, to to even discuss the fact that why was my grandma taken away 22 years ago? And when I needed her the most. So, um, Child Me believes in all the supernaturalism, all the miracles, all the life after death. that the scriptures talk about while adult me is of puzzlement and bafflement by it. Child me believes in the monotheistic God that some people call Yahweh or Elohim or El. While adult me Try to understand why just limit to one. Child me says that and all of the angels, demons, arch demons, archangels, and Lordship of Jesus and the Holy Trinity and repentance, forgiveness, redemption, mercy, compassion. While adult me is more of thoughts and feelings are not monolithic. It shouldn't be cut and dry, cookie cutter, black and white thinking, so. That's what I deal with on a daily basis.
And the last thing I did in terms of helping to heal myself, organized crime as a child, was to insert myself into the Beatitudes. And it says, this is what I said to myself. Blessed are you, Antonio, you being poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, Antonio, who mourns, for you will be comforted. Blessed are you, Antonio, who's meek, for you will inherit the earth. Blessed are you, Antonio, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will be filled. Blessed are you, Antonio, who is merciful, for you will be shown mercy. Blessed are you, Antonio, who is pure in heart, for you will see God. Blessed are you, Antonio, who is a peacemaker, for you will be called a child of God. Blessed are you, Antonio, who is persecuted because of righteousness, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, Antonio Myers, when people insult you, Antonio Myers, persecute you, Antonio Myers, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you, Antonio Myers, because of me. Rejoice and be glad, Antonio, because great is your reward in heaven. In the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you, Antonio Myers. I may close with this. This is what helped me to heal from organized crime, as a child has said. I am the healed boy who is a lovely subject for Jesus to discuss. I am the healed boy Let's God use me without exploitation. I'm the healed boy who resolves conflicts and solves problems. I am the healed boy who is one of the pioneers of economic justice. I am 
the healed boy who is a fully human being worth being cared for and loved by the right people, especially God. And the Jesus I was worth dying for. So that's what helped me to heal back then. In the midst of crime. It's the last thing I'll say, then I'll get to the uh, secular part of who I am. This is the last thing to help me heal from organized crime. Therefore, I tell you, Antonio Myers, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear, Antonio. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Instead of the ravens, Antonio, they do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more, Antonio Myers, valuable you are than birds. Who of you, Antonio, by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you, Antonio, cannot do this very little thing, why do you, Antonio, worry about the rest? Antonio, consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, Antonio, not even Solomon, all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Antonio, that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire. How much more, Antonio, will he clothe you you of little faith? And, And he was saying, Antonio, and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, Antonio. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. This is causing my child self to praise dance. But seek his kingdom, Antonio, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, Antonio, one of the members of my little flock. But your father has been pleased to give you, Antonio, the kingdom. Save possessions, give to the poor, Antonio. Provide purses for yourselves. Thou not wear out a treasure in heaven, Antonio. Thou will never fail where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Absolutely true. It's my commentary. For your heart, Antonio, is there your heart will be also. So, that's all the ways I organized, overcame organized crime when it came to my faith. Also, a mixture of ratchet with righteousness. So, I want to make it clear that I am not into any kind of tribalism, any kind of stigmatization, any kind of elitism, any kind of favoritism, any kind of nihilism, any kind of stoicism, any kind of fatalism, any kind of cynicism, any kind of pessimism. Any kind of 
any kind of defeatism, um, any kind of otherism, any kind of betterism, uh, any kind of us versus them. That's not my heart. None of those traits have anything to do with me. Never have, never will. So I'm not a bully. Um, I'm not a tyrant. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a person who enjoys libel, slander, character character defamation, and rudeness, and insulting people just to insult people. I've never been that kind of person, never have, never will be. Um, So, um, one of the reasons why I have religious skepticism is because the fact that I had to, against my will, sell powder cocaine. Um, the fact that I, had, I was forced to do fencing um, in illegal pawn, P-A-W, in shops. And the fact that I had to sell triple uh, X material and... Um, safe sex supplies and I had to sell all kinds of alcohol and all kinds of weed laced with uh, you know with drugs and I, I was forced to sell tobacco and all the other things that I told you about my forced life and crime I had to witness and endure all those things and that's where most of my religious skepticism comes from um, it's not something I brought on myself. Religious skepticism just happened to me. And uh, I have a lot of, um, you know, I've always struggled with having a lot of the reality of the intersectionalities of being black and autistic and um It also makes me feel like those labels require, you know, make people, make bigots feel required to deny me social and social justice, economic justice, racial justice, reproductive justice, and sexual justice, and cultural justice, and equal justice, human justice environmental justice, political justice, national justice, not nationalism, international justice, not internationalism. Um, So that's what life is like for a person like myself. So, um, so child me and adult me would both say that Child me says I follow Jesus. Adult me says I feel religious skepticism. So they both would say I follow Jesus despite my religious skepticism. Because I am a empathic 
um, combination of the two, meaning one, right? That's the oneness there. And uh, I don't do it out of guilt. I don't do it out of shame. I don't do it out of fear. I don't do it out of worry. I don't do it to appease my grandma. Um, I don't do it to kiss up or suck up to anybody. I don't, I'm not into people, you know, pleasing everyone, appeasing everyone. That's not my heart. Um, it's just, I'm understanding my nature. My grandma did play a, the biggest role in introducing me to Christianity, Jesus. Um, but I've always been drawn to uh, to 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 Jesus as well as to um, being a skeptic. Um, basically, I am. modern version of, of Doubting Thomas. Um, and the reason why I call myself that is that my child me is hoping that all the adult me's doubts about religion and faith and spirituality actually draw him um, closer to the Holy Trinity more and more each and every second of each and every day and each and every night and each and every midday and each and every midnight and each and every early in the morning each and every sunset and each and every sunrise 24 hours 7 days a week round the clock while the adult me respects the hope of the child me regarding that um so I've made, so I finally made, and I say that kindly about myself, to myself, I finally fully made my peace with religion and faith and spirituality. Um, so, so to wrap this episode up, um, and I say that without rushing you nor rushing me, R-U-S-H-I-N-G, I have come to learn that when it comes to supernaturalism, miracles, life after death, um, angels, demons, um, heaven, hell, um, uh, and all the other Christian beliefs you know, Trinity, and Sola Scriptura, and, um, Child Me believes in all the Christian versions of all the above, while the adult me wants science and scholarship to reveal those things as well. 
because adult me feels question mark minded about all the above. I can breathe a sigh of relief. My child self and my adult self. Feel free at last. When it comes to. Piety. Piety. 